0: We praise you, Father God. Praise you, Father God, for this privilege, Father God, to come, Lord, and to know about you, to read your word, to develop, Lord, what you want, what you see lacking in us, Father God. Lord, as we get into this time, Father God, I pray for your presence, over us to shield us, Lord. Lord, we pray, Father God, that you will speak through me in this lecture call, Father God. May your voice be heard, Lord, by everyone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So our topic was about having a contagious faith. So how do you develop a contagious faith? By refocusing on your calling. What was it he called you for? And what did he call you to do? Do you remember the moment he touched you? Is that fresh in your mind? Where is that fire that once caught your attention? So these are all the questions that I want each one of us to reflect and look back. Where is that fire that once caught our attention? And we need to rekindle the desire to be used and sharpen our gift and not be complacent where we are, but become highly contagious. The Thessalonian churches teaches us three things about being contagious believers. First, contagious believers are infected by Jesus. Second, contagious believers are infectious for Jesus and contagious believers have an impact. Bill Hybel says, God wants us to become contagious believers who will first catch his love and then urgently and infectiously offer it to all. And this is his primary plan. The one Jesus modeled powerfully to spread God's grace and truth person to person until there's an epidemic of changed lives around the world. This is by Bill Hybels in his uh, book about Contagious Christian, he has shared. Evangelism is one of the highest values in the church and one of the least practiced. So are you highly contagious? I mean, are you infectious enough to spread what is in you? Have you isolated yourself from the lost? Has the devil kept you in isolation away from the lost so that he can prevent you from being contagious? When the Holy Spirit is ensuring us that he will insulate us so that we don't isolate ourselves from the world. But in fact, in turn, what is happening is we miss to experience the insulation part of the Holy Spirit and we remain isolated because what the enemy is telling us. So what is keeping you from being contagious? Is is it the odds that you face in your spiritual journey? So what are the odds that you are facing? So this is about a man. Jim had a passion for God, a love for people, and a burden to communicate the gospel. But he wrestled with the question of how to bring the message of Christ into a setting that seems so far from him. How could he help people see and embrace the truth when they had so little biblical understanding? The barrier seemed insurmountable. The task appeared virtually impossible. Even with all of the odds in front of him, Jim Jim knew he had to try. God had given him a vision to make a difference in the lives of these men and women. He shaved his head right down to the skin except for one patch of hair that he let grow long. Not only that, he began wearing it in a, pig, uh, in a pigtail and then dyed it a different color so that he could fit in, in with those he was trying to reach. He also gave up his suit and tie and began to dress like the people he was trying to reach. He changed his eating patterns. He worked hard to learn new vocabulary and expressions in the hopes that he would be able to effectively convey biblical truth in their everyday street language. Jim did not do all this, form, this from a distance. He actually moved into the neighborhood with these people. He tried to become their friend. This wasn't easy because of their non-Christian lifestyle and their outright rejection of his message. Jim paid the price of loneliness, weariness, and discouragement along with the criticism from many, many Christians. He also lived with the daily rejection of most of those he wanted to reach and he did this year after year. Jim owned the mission. His life is a powerful illustration of evangelism against the odds. And today, generations later, countless people from the neighborhoods he worked so hard to reach have come to saving faith. Is it worth taking risk to reach lost people with the love of Jesus? Is it right to proclaim the gospel in ways that break a few paradigms, push back a few boundaries, and ruffles a few feathers? If you are not sure, you might want to ask the hundreds of thousands of Chinese Christians who have been touched directly or indirectly by Jim, or as is more widely known, Jim James Hudson Taylor, the founder of the China Inland Mission over a century ago. Against all odds, he remained contagious. Against all odds, contagious, contagious Christians will swim upstream. They will not allow any discouragement, loneliness, or weariness, or criticism to hinder them from being contagious. Simon is known for swimming upstream against almost insurmountable odds. Sam, salmon swims upstream to fulfill a God-given instinct to reach its feeding and breeding grounds. Every time they return to the same place they were born and fed, and they come there for breeding. Salmon also are famous for their fighting spirit. They battle currents and leap across rapids and up waterfalls as high as 10 feet. When hooked, they struggle furiously to escape. Most salmon swam during the summer or autumn after swimming upstream as far as 2,000 miles from the ocean to reach their feeding and breeding ground. And I was thinking to myself, salmon are a wonderful illustration of to remain a highly contagious Christian when facing against all odds. You and I need a highly contagious faith that is filled with that kind of determination. This will prepare us to face the odds of being highly contagious. And when we look at the verses in our prayer sheet and throughout the Bible, we see heroes of faith whose faith remained contagious against all odds. After looking at the physical impossibility of the task, Abraham believed. Why? Because when he looked at his dead body, he remembered that he had a God who raises the dead. And when he thought about Sarah's barren womb, he remembered that he had a God who calls into existence the things that do not exist. So what about you? But notice what happens when we put our faith in God as Abraham did. When we stand on our contagious faith and we, when we don't allow any odds to come and disturb of us being or living a contagious life. First, he's the God who gives life to the dead. And second, he's the God who calls things that are not as though they were. He calls into existence the things that do not exist. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. That is why it was credited to Abraham as righteousness. He did not vacillate. He was fully persuaded against all odds until today. His faith is highly contagious. Even today when we read about him, his faith is highly contagious. The next people we meet in the scripture today are two blind men. Again, these are men who are not wallowing in self-pitying doubt. They are on a mission of faith. They are yelling at the top of their lungs for Jesus to help them because they believe he can heal them. They called him the son of God, which was the title for the Messiah. They had odds too. Here are two blind men who sees Jesus more clearly than many of the people around who had eyes. Their eyes did not work, but their faith was intact. The blind man had the faith to ask for the impossible. God had never healed anyone who was blind in the Old Testament. On one occasion, God healed Elijah's Armenian attackers who were temporarily blinded, not permanently blinded or born blind. The challenge of the blind man, like most sufferers, was not combating people's hurtfulness, but to overcome their own sense of helplessness and hopelessness in a normal society. They made full use of their other senses, especially their ears, legs, and hands to follow Jesus back to his house. Did they have odds? Yes, they did. Since Jesus did not stop for the hymn, they had to stop him before he disappeared or closed the door. They were uninvited, but they were not unwelcome into the house. Surprisingly, the blind men did not get a free ride even with their condition. They could not leave quietly without answering questions. Jesus Christ, with the question he posed before him. So they had odds too. But even with those odds, they did not let their faith waver. They had a contagious faith. In military training, recruits must must pass an obstacle course before they graduate from basic training. These barriers are formidable, but can be conquered. They serve a purpose to test and strengthen the soldier who may one day face other barriers while in combat. So we look at Jonathan here. Jonathan and the armor bearer, they were facing a mighty Philistine army. But in Israel, there was no blacksmith either. They were captured by the Philistine or killed by the Philistine. As the Israelites' army is facing the mighty Philistine army, they had only two swords, one in the hands of Jonathan and another in the hand of Saul. When other Israelites were afraid to enter the Philistine camp, Jonathan drew strength from God and initiated a surprise attack on a highly guarded outpost. Contagious faith made Jonathan to move forward in the face of overwhelming opposition. He did not wait until he had gotten approval from his father. He did not even take the time to sit down and form a detailed battle plan. He saw an opening and responded immediately. He did not know the end result of his attack whether he might live or whether he might die. All he knew was that God was with him and that God was able to give him the victory. Courage is not the absence of danger, but trusting God in the face of danger. And in the face of of danger, in the face of death, in the face of uncertainty, he did not waver from his faith. His contagious faith did not make the armor bearer to be a passive spectator. Samuel wrote in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 12, the Philistines cried, come up to us and we will teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armored bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel, refuse to give into worry, emotional distress or weakness. Jonathan had faith in God. He did not have anything but one sword. The armor bearer had no weapon except his trust in God, his love for Jonathan, and his loyalty to his leadership. Jonathan and his armor bearer walked into the enemy's camp, waited for God to give them the sign, and then attacked. Two men surrounded by an innumerable host, but with God on their side, the armor bearer soon got a sword from the defeated enemy. Together, Jonathan, the armor-bearer, and almighty God routed the Philistines. So, is your faith highly contagious that it makes people around you not to remain passive? Then we see in Joshua, God gives the Israelites the promise, the substance of a victory. But in order to see it, the men of war would walk around it one day one time for six days in a row, then seven times around on the seventh day. This is all happening just after they have lost Moses and mourned him for 30 days and now having passed over into the promised land and traveled just three days. And Joshua chapter 6 verse 16 says, And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Joshua is asking all the people to shout before they see anything happen. When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted. And the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in and they took the city. The substance of one man's contagious faith. How many of us can keep shouting before we see God act in our behalf? Everybody can shout after something good has happened, but that takes no faith and carries no substance. One man's contagious faith made the whole people to catch the fire and they shouted before even they could see anything happen. So how was your faith spreading to people around you? Are you highly contagious? The infamous skeptic and atheist Frederick Nishchi once said, show me that you are redeemed and I will believe in your Redeemer. This statement should really challenge us to have a highly contagious faith. When we are not highly contagious, people are not able to see that we are redeemed. We become a block for others. That is the story from our confession verse. A distressed father brings his demonic child to the disciples seeking deliverance for help. The boy's condition was desperate. The boy was uncontrollable and constant care had to be exercised for him. For there had been danger of him being burned or drowned. He had fallen into the fire as well as the water. As a result, the father came to the disciples seeking help. He felt the disciples of the Lord ought to be able to help his son. But his hope was shattered. The disciples were unable to help him. The father became dismayed and disappointed when the disciples of the Lord failed to render the desired assistance. It is sad to see the miserable so disappointed in the failure of the believers to help them in a time of need. How often is the Lord defamed through our weakness? How often do we defame his name when we don't remain steady and strong And when we lose the contagiousness in ourselves. And in Mark chapter 9, verse 29, he comes to Christ and he says, If you can't do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Since the disciple had failed, the desperate father was not even sure that Jesus could succeed. Because of the disciple's failure, the father now had less faith in Jesus. That is still true today. The disciples' failure resulted as an argument against their Lord. So Jesus turns the table to him and says, If I can, what do you mean if I can? Surely not. that is not the problem here. The problem is not whether I can heal your son. That is beyond dispute. The problem is this. Can you believe that I am able to heal your boy? Non-contagious believers... Have nothing to offer to a hurting world. Unless you are infected, you cannot be infectious. And we, like the disciples, will send people away with doubts because our faith is not contagious. And Jesus goes on to say that if we have a seed, like a faith of a mustard seed, we can move the mountains. And that means if we have that faith, that contagious faith, the unwavering faith, the faith to swim upstream, the faith to stand firm against all odds, your faith cannot be contagious. Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you, Father God, for this topic, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for your love towards us, Father God, for us to remain in fire and in passion for you, Father God. Lord, if you lose our fire, Lord, how can we be contagious for you, Lord? How can we share your love to others, Father God? How can we redeem the lost, Father God? Lord, let this not, let not this world quench that fire that we have for you, Father God. Help us, Lord, to live that contagious life before you, Father God. Help us, Father God, to not the fire dim away from us, Father God. Lord, without you, Whatever we achieve, it is nothing, Father God. Lord, help us to remain strong against all odds, Father God. Help us not to lose our faith against all odds, Father God. Lord, help, Lord, our faith to be so contagious, Lord, that people around us will not remain passive, Father God. Lord, help us to show the Redeemer, Lord, from our redeemed life to others, Father God. Work in us, Father God. Lord, remove, Lord, all those things, Lord, that is not pleasing before your sight, Father God. And make us, Father God, to live that contagious life, Father God. To have that contagious faith, Lord. To be highly contagious with you, Father God. Lord, help us, Father God, to spend time with you, Lord. To be touched by your holy presence, Lord. To be ministered by your Holy Spirit, Father God. Come, Lord. Destroy all the lukewarmness in us, Father God. And make us, Lord, to be on fire for you, Father God. Make us, Lord, to be a witness for you, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, may your love cover us and shield us and protect us, Father. I submit our group to you, Father God. And I pray, Father, that you make, Lord, each one of us, Lord, to be contagious for you, Father God. To remain, Lord, highly contagious for you, Father God. Never to let, Lord, anything of this world, to lose our focus, to lose our calling, Father God, to lose the desire to serve you, Father God, to dull, Lord, the gifts that you have bestowed upon us, Father. Come, Holy Spirit, sharpen the gifts, Lord. Rekindle the fire, Father God. Make us to refocus, Lord, on the calling that you have placed in our life, Father. We pray all of this. The mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.